Welcome to the OA Light the Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files. Actually, it's like a 1,000, I think. Forms for ordering CDs for these speakers and a place to donate to keep this special service active. And I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Kate B. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kate D, compulsive overeater. Such an honor to be up here tonight and um, getting emotional just being in here and hearing all the, all the birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone and um, congrats to all the chip takers. And you guys have been my spiritual family for the last eight, eight plus years. Um, gosh, it'll be eight years in April. And I'm just incredibly thankful for the life of freedom and love and God that I have as a result of being here. And um, thank you, Michael, to asking me uh, to speak. And I got to, to leave this meeting, I think it was three or four years ago, but I'm just really, really honored to be here. So got sponsees here and sponsor here and um, just former sponsees and former sponsors. And just I love all of you. So you've all contributed to my recovery in a really special way. So I um, guess I'll kind of just get into... Um, you know what what it was like. I love the format. What it was like. What happened. What it's what it's like um, now. And I wanted to start off with just saying the Saint Francis of Assisi prayer because I, I got a magnet at um, the twelve and twelve store here we have in LA, and it's been really helpful for me to say it um, each morning before I have my abstinent breakfast. So I'm going to start off my share here, and um, it goes, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying that we are born to eternal life. So I was introduced to that prayer in the rooms and um, so many so many beautiful prayers that I've been able to make my own um, uh, over the, the time that I've been here. Um, so um, as I digress, so um, just asking God to help me be a, a channel of peace um, for all of you tonight. So what it was like, gosh, so before I came in here eight years ago, um, I'm a Cali girl, you know, born and raised in Cali, and life was was really great. I had a, had a, a fun childhood. I was one of 14 um, grandkids, so I was around my cousins a lot. I played a lot of sports, danced, did all of that. Um, I was a firstborn in my family, so I got a lot of attention and a lot of love. And um, that, it, it was a really, it was a, it was a fun childhood. I was outdoors a lot. And then um, fast forward to, but I, it, it's funny, looking back, I can remember uh, the, the food at, at all the events and um, just wanting more and just the cakes and, you know, just I'm a compulsive overeater, so it was just, I remember food being a highlight at, at all the things, and I had a certain thing I had to eat every year at my birthday, and um, and I no longer have that at my birthday, and it's uh, and I have great birthdays. Lo, lo and behold, I actually didn't need that for happiness. Um, and, you know, I hit, hit, hit junior high. I, I, was, um, I was kind of trained to be or conditioned to be, I think being the firstborn, I got so much, um, because of the attention and, and love that I got, I, I got a lot of validation and, and approval. It was when I was good, I just felt like there was so much attention on me in the family. It was, oh, you're so good. You're doing so great. And I always wanted to be 
with the adults. And, um, yeah, I remember growing up, I didn't really want anything to do with my younger sister and my, my cousins. I always wanted um, the adults' approval. Um, I was close with my aunts. I, I still am. But I remember kind of not wanting to have anything to do with the kids. And I would just, I wanted to be an adult from a, from a young age, I remember. And it's funny, in, in program I've kind of discovered how to be playful and how to be a kid and how to reclaim um, oh, all of that. Because um, just from a young age, it was just wanting to be in the adult conversations, just sitting there, just eavesdropping, um, not being able to participate, listening to my mom's phone calls, you know, just always wanting to, to be grown up. Um, and I, I, I remember just naturally I'm a, I'm a people pleaser and I, I like feeling like I have someone's approval which was a big, um, big part of um, uh, just, just the whole eating disorder um, lifestyle because uh, I thought the outsides, um, to, be, to be thin, to look good on the outside, I felt like, like I, ha- I had to do those things. Um, and I needed to do those things so that, so that I would have my family's approval and I would have your approval. And um, there was such a heavy focus on the outsides that I started – I can now look back um, in junior high. It really became apparent to me. I was introduced to diets um, for my aunts and whatever diet was going on at the time. Um, so I started dieting in junior high. Um, I was encouraged to get plastic surgery by my family. Um, so there was a really heavy emphasis on on the outsides looking perfect. You know, if you look perfect, um, then everything's fine. You know, everything's good. If the outsides look good, then you're good. And I don't remember ever talking about feelings. Even when people died um, in my family, I don't remember. My dad my dad didn't cry at um, his parents' funerals. or You know, I remember it was kind of like, you just if you need to cry, go cry somewhere where no one will see you kind of thing. Um, but I don't remember talking about feelings. Even when I broke up, it was kind of like, okay, suck it up. Life is good, so suck it up and be strong and, like, move on. There are other fish in the sea, you know? And, like, there was no, there was no space for feeling. There was no encouragement for, uh, for feelings. There was no encouragement. Um, like, it just didn't feel safe to grieve or to not be okay, um, to not have it all together. And so... Um, from an, just from an early age, it just I just remember starting junior high. I just remember feeling like, wow, I'm definitely not enough if I have to get surgery when I'm 13. And I remember feeling like I had to do it in order to be um, pretty, in order to be enough. And so that started a whole spiral going into high school of um, just really wanting uh, and needing approval from men in order to be okay. And then I started drinking and. I was still playing sports. I was still showing up for, for classes, but my studies just, I could have cared less about school once I got in high school. Um, it's amazing. I, you know, I started cheating to, to get um, the grade that I thought I should get, um, started smoking a lot of pot, started dating a guy that sold a lot of pot, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was like, you know, being a compulsive eater, you was like working at Seas Candy or something. And um, just, it's just like all of that started happening and, Yes, I would smoke a lot of pot, and then I would eat a lot of ice cream with my girlfriend who smoked a lot of pot, and then we would go to English class and try to write, and it was just, like, not a good thing. Um, yeah, just the words didn't really flow in that state. But, um, and then, yeah, drinking on the weekends and then trying to show up for sports, you know, for practice during the week, and I just, I don't know how I did it. Um, but, um, and I just, yeah, I remember, and I remember being really afraid to participate in classes because I remember since I wasn't studying, I was so afraid to get called on, and I was afraid of asking questions because I thought, well, people are going to, they're going to then see that, that I'm not enough. They're going to hear that I'm not smart in there. Cause I had this fear, this tremendous fear 
of being not enough. And I remember thinking if, if people could, if people really knew me, um, that they would also see that. And it just, I remember, I, I, I think I was the size I am now. I mean, I've, I've lost about, I'm down about 20 pounds in these rooms. And um, I, I would tie, um, I would tie sweatshirts around my waist because I didn't want anyone to see my butt because I thought um, every girl at high school has such a cute butt except for me. All my friends who danced, they had such cute dancer butts. And then, and then I, I had, I thought I had like a mom butt when I was like 15, you know. I'm like, <laughs> whatever that means, you know. I, I don't even, so I would tie a sweatshirt around my waist. And I was the size I am now, probably thinner. It was just like insanity. And that, you know, that was my distorted reality. And, um tying sweatshirts around my butt when I was really thin and thinking I had a big butt, you know, it was just like no concept of reality, no concept of my body, no concept of um, how to ask for help. I mean, I just, I was so surface level. It just, I mean, it just breaks my, it just breaks my heart. And I mean, I really felt like I couldn't ask questions with my teachers and um, felt like I couldn't um, be real with tutors when I didn't know what I didn't know. And um, it was just this whole society. I just felt so fake, but I didn't know it at the time. It just felt, um, and everything looked pretty darn good on the outside, you know. Um, I was getting ready to go to a good college, and I don't know how God totally pulled that off. Um, but everything, like, there was a lot of manipulation, you know, manipulation um, to even get into the college. And um, I just remember feeling like a really big fraud. And, um, and after the surgery that I'd gotten, um, I, I didn't tell anyone. So, like, my, my family was like, well, don't tell anyone, you know. <laughs> so, you know, pretend like this happened. And so you had to get the surgery. And it was just, oh, okay. So I went, you know, so at 13, 14, you're told you can't be real. You have to tell this lie. And then I took it on. And for, I don't know, 15 years after, I really believed that, that the lie, I told so many people that, that I ended up, you know, took me a while to unpack um, the lie through the 12 steps and realize, wow, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> that wasn't my reality. That was my distorted, you know, that was, that was a lie that was created. Um, so yeah, so that, anyway, so just going into high school, just lying, um, feeling like I wasn't enough, just set me up for whew, a lot of, um, promiscuity. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that it wasn't more than, it, than what it was. Um, but you know, just all, all of that. Um, and um, it just break, it breaks my heart when I see pictures of myself as a high school girl, um, just dressed up with my like, really short skirts, you know, that I was rolling up to try to get attention and dating the wrong guys and the cute, nice guys that wanted me. I wanted nothing to do with them. And, um, you know, just all of it. And um, just have so much compassion for myself now. And um, it's amazing because I do... Like, I, I don't wish to shut the door on that. And I can really see how that all launched me to the freedom that I have now. So it's, you know, it's one of the promises. You know, we, we won't regret the past, nor will we wish to shut the door on it. And that's come true for me, which is so the result of the 12 steps. Um, to fast forward to college, um, again, more drinking, less pot smoking, more drinking, lots of eating, lots of eating, lots of eating, lots of um, trying to not eat, lots of... Um, uh, when I stopped playing my sport that I dedicated a lot of time to, I picked up running and I got really into exercise bulimia and, um, oh, had a, had a few more surgeries to try to look perfect. Um, after, you know, I was playing really, really competitive sports and so I'd get hit, um, with balls that were, that, you know, really messed with me and broke things and so I had to get surgeries for that and it was just, um, you know, all in the quest to, to be perfect. You know, I would, I would go to any lengths to be perfect. And, um, that's just, that's how my family is to this day. And so, 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 and then I, you know, did the whole Greek system thing and, um, 
started trying to pursue some of my dreams in college, but I just, it, it, boys and drinking and food and exercise really took up most of my brain space and energy. <laughs> and I, um, there wasn't a lot of time for school with all that. Um, there was a, yeah, a lot of all of that. Um, lived abroad a couple times in school. Um, the geographic here, I, was, I always thought, well, I'll move here and I'll get really skinny. You know, I'll move here and like, I won't want food as much and I'll start smoking and I'll get really fabulous and skinny. And that never happens, you know. Um, but I remember just, I always just thought, well, if I can just lose a little, if I can just lose this weight, I'll be fabulous. Like, everyone will love me. I'll, like, I'll have it going on. Like, everything will be good when I lose this weight. And, um, and then I just would eat more and drink more. And um, I, yeah, so I, and, and, I, and, I, and I attracted people that had eating disorders in college. And I remember feeling so judgy, like, I can't believe they're not eating. Like, I wish I could do that. And I can't believe they're puking. Like, I wish, like, that's disgusting. And then there I, there I was, binging, restricting, exercise, you know, bulimia, bulimia, that's obviously not a word. But, you know, doing my exercise bulimia thing. And just, um, and I was probably crazier, and I couldn't see it. Like, that, that's, that's the disease, is the denial. And I was so thankful when I came in here and, um, and horrified that I'd been one of those people that I had judged all those years. I was like, oh, you know, like, oh, that's, like, that was me. And I just, and I thought I was so above them. Like, that's really the disease thinking for me. It's, I'm either superior or I'm inferior, you know. It's just no humility. Um, and, and I always thought that, like, I'll be better than all of you if I'm skinnier than all of you. Like, if I'm skinnier um, and I've got more money, like, well, then, like, I got it going on, you know. And um, obviously, that's not the case. Um, thank God I know that today. But so that was, I remember in college just being so obsessed with, okay, I'm going to get skinny this week. You know, I'm going to exercise longer this week. And I started doing marathons with my friends. And it was this crazy thing where we would travel to do marathons. And I would, hard, like, I'd kind of train, not really. So then I'd get injured, which is crazy. It was crazy. Like, you can't just go out and do half marathons and marathons. But that was, you know, the diet stopped working. So it's like, well, got to gotta keep running for longer. So um, that was where the disease took me. And then just I just remember I could not... Um, I just dated men where it was very surface level because I was terrified of anyone. I didn't know myself, so how could I be in a relationship with any, thank you, substance, so um, any substance at all. Um, so, yeah, what happened, um, hit a bottom when I was working in corporate America a couple years, um, I don't know, two or three years out, out of school. Um, can't believe I graduated with all that insanity, but I did because, um, again, I was able to kind of always keep it together um, on the outside, um, even though it was a absolute storm in my head and in my heart and, in, you know, just in my, my soul and spirit, um, just a storm, just a hot mess inside. I was such a hot mess. Um, but everything always looked pretty good on the outside, and that was just because I was conditioned to, to be like that, you know. Um, you know, if I, look, if I look okay, then everything's okay. But hit, hit a bottom. Um, I was working with a boss who now I can see she had an eating disorder. So she would only eat frozen yogurt, and then she would hide rice crackers, and I would find them and eat them. <laughs> and, and then the rice crackers would get in, the, in my keyboard, and I couldn't focus on work because I was like, I was like, oh my god, is she going to notice I eat her rice crackers? And and then and then I would come in late because I, I had to hit you know, gym and an applaudies class before I came in, and the applaudies class interfered with my time to start work, but I didn't care because I was like, I have to have great abs, you know, like, I got to get to Pilates, you know, and, oh my gosh, like, how can you show up and be an employee when your goal is to get skinny every day, and you, and you, you know, and he was so, you know how that ended, but, um, 
Needless to say, um, I was training for marathon when I come in, when I came into the rooms, and um, I'm just so thankful. I hit I hit that first bottom. I've hit many bottoms here, but the bottom that brought me here was, um, you know, just just a classic night. I came back from some. Um, with a really lovely dinner out with my with my family, and I just ate everyone's desserts after a birthday celebration. I was just like, oh, that didn't go well, you know. Like, uh, you know, like my goal had been to get skinny that day, and then I ate all the desserts, and then and then I came home. I was like, well, I should have some cereal, so I had a box of cereal, and I was like, well, that, that's really not a good end of the day. And um, needless to say, I stayed up by the toilet all night wanting to puke, and I couldn't. That was never a gift of mine, and. Um, Google binge eating and then, you know, found an OA meeting with that night and then I've just never stopped coming. So here I am. Um, fast forward eight years later and, um, God, I just had, I just, I didn't like any of you when I came in. I just thought, like, like what? Like, just, no, like, who, like, losers go to 12-step programs. Like, I, like, I got this. Like, I'm getting skinny, you know, and I, <laughs> you know, it's just, just the insanity and the denial. Um, we're so thick, and yet I kept coming because I, I couldn't believe that everything I was hearing in the shares was everything that was in my head that I wasn't able to articulate. And I learned the language in here of truth, and I learned the language of love, unconditional love, and I, um, I started getting healing. I started, um, I started getting freedom, but it was, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Um, got a sponsor, I think, my first month in. Um, I was so desperate. I just remember I, I would you know, come late, leave early kind of thing. I had a hat on. I would sit in the back. Um, but but I, I, I heard, just I was starting to hear people being set free, and I realized, like, wow, there's something going on here. Like, I've got to try to figure, got to try to try to um, figure out what, what, what's going on and then get out of here. Um, I just, my, my pride was so shot. I just couldn't believe that I was, I was one of those people that I had just, just thought were so gross in college, you know, and I learned compassion. I learned compassion for myself. I learned that this is a disease. It's not a moral issue. Um, I learned that, um, you know, I was as sick as my secrets. I learned that, um, there was freedom for me. Uh, if I did my footwork, that God would handle the results. And I got to, I got to find a higher power that was life-giving and transformed every area of my life and, um, Everything that had been lost and that had been stolen by this disease, um, he, he returned to me and um, gave me this incredible, incredible story that now is helpful to, to women who are a step behind me, who are wanting freedom, you know. Um, but just to take a step back, so I, I worked all 12 steps and I got the, spo- I got the sponsor and then got a new sponsor because I, I ended up um, quitting my career, going back to grad school. Um, quitting the job, going back to grad school, moving to um, another country. I remember just clutching my big book, the whole plane ride, and reading it. And I was just, I became obsessed with the 12 steps and with, with the program. It's like all the, I was told all the energy you put in exercise and trying to get skinny and all the exercise, um, all the time you put into food and trying to not eat it and then eating it, you, you, you got to now transfer that to working your program. And um, I thank God, I thank God that I had the gift of desperation. I had the gift of desperation, and I did everything that my sponsor told me to do. And um, I would go to any lengths. Once I got to this new country, there was one meeting for um, all addictions. So I went to that. I was the only American, and I was certainly the only blonde, and um, um, the only one that hadn't served in um, prison time. And... um, (laughs) 
it's a true story. It's a true story. Um, yeah, yeah. God has delivered me from that for you know for for today, right? I haven't done that yet. Um, and um, but I was willing to go to any lengths. I took an hour train to get to it, and you know, months later, another woman ended up coming from the UK, and um, she she had what I wanted, and she was a big book thumper, and she had you know I think almost a decade at the time of abstinence, and we ended up starting an OA meeting, and the rest is history. So. You know, it became all about um, my life, at, really for, for years, became about the 12 steps. Um, you know, during that time, I got to write a dissertation, um, got my master's, and got to start a new career. But I felt like most of my day was spent um, doing something, like being recovery-focused, making, making phone calls, working with people, and doing my step work. And then when I started sponsoring, doing step work with others, then um, I just couldn't get enough of program because I got so much freedom and peace of mind and I felt useful and um, it just felt so life-giving and I found this relationship with with my higher power with um, with my God that I never knew existed I didn't know it was available to me and working step three over there when, when I was living abroad just um, oh it, it, it changed everything and I had this encounter um, a spiritual experience with with my God that um, I wasn't uh, it, it changed everything and I, why I have what I have is because of my higher power. It's because of my God, absolutely. And I continue to imperfectly practice my spiritual program, and that's why my life keeps getting bigger and better. I, I know it's because I keep pressing into God. I keep trying to expand my relationship with God, and it's you know, spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection, you know. Um, but um, I ended up moving back here, um, and gosh, that's really when my abstinence started. Why um, I just took my my six year candle. I have this little six year candle that I've been keeping in my. Um, let's see if I have it to show you guys. Oh, I do. It's an actual candle that just says six. And um, woo, yeah. So I have six years of probably should start off with that. But yeah, I've got six years to qualify midway through here. Um, uh, six years of freedom from binging, freedom from exercise bulimia, and freedom from uh, restricting. So that is God. All glory to my God. Six years, baby. So I cannot believe that. Six years in December, and it, it started when I moved back to, to California. Because um, I kept I, I drinking. I would start to drink. You know, I'd go to a dinner party and drink my first two years in program, and then I would lose my, my absence. Because, you know, after having a couple of glasses of wine or, like, a half a bottle or a bottle, you know, everything gets a little funny after that, you know. So I, would, I remember I would find myself after drinking and eating and just, like, I would just, you know, go – accidentally puke in the bathroom. I was like, oh, well, that wasn't, that's not a part of my abstinence, you know? So, um, so, um, just, I cannot believe it's been six plus years. It's just, it's really been one day at a time. When I, um, when I came back, I just had this resolve. I just knew, I just, I knew it was going to be, there was something different when, when this, when this abstinence term started. But for the newcomers, welcome, you know, keep coming back. It did take me, took a couple years to get this, um, uh, what you know, my current length of abstinence. Um, I really have felt that God is for me, and God wants me to have just only more freedom each day. And I've really come to see over my time here that God is for all of us, and He wants freedom. I believe and have seen that God wants freedom for all of us and restoration, and uh, just forgiveness, and just with with all of our stuff, He just wants to forgive us and love us, and um, just the love that I've encountered here through you guys is just helped me understand um, just the depth of my of, of God's love for me and my love for him. 
But um, yeah, my um, my my final binge before before this length of abstinence was pretty pretty classic. I just feel like I need to share it. it I, I was traveling. I was by myself in this foreign country and you know, trying to be on this like oh amazing God filled adventure. And then lo and behold, I um, I engage in some extreme sport and I'm so terrified and I forget that I can actually have feelings and, and be afraid and I don't express that. And so instead, I go get a huge 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 amount of food after end up passing out on the side of the road in daylight. And I wake up uh, during the day, and I wake up, and I realize I'm on the playground at a school, and the bell's ringing, and kids are running around me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just passed out. I think I broke my abstinence. <laughs> so that was, that's what led me to be six years. <laughs> this is all true. Um, I wandered back to my hostel. I was like, I got to email my sponsor, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, you know, I qualify. Um, thank you. Oh, my gosh, and that's it. I am so thankful, and God is so good, and thank you for listening. <laughs>